Welcome to Life, Love, and Lessons, a safe space where we do all things with love and opulence. This podcast is for men and women of all ethnicities, experiences, opinions, life paths, and professional or rough backgrounds who are somehow involved in the space of dating or relationships, whether it's online or in person, or simply interested in love, spirituality, living the good life, learning, or just here to be inspired, entertained, intrigued, or in tune with life's personal pleasures. Listen intently, open your mind, and vibe. compliment when I extend that greeting. In all honesty, because no bluffing is allowed here, I think you are fine as hell. Wherever you are right now, ladies and gentlemen, take a moment to appreciate your beauty. Welcome back if you are returning and thank you for pulling up for those of you blessing me with your attention for the first time. Do us a favor and commit to spending a half hour or less with us every Sunday. Intentions are set for Sundays at midnight and I might mess around and pull up randomly on a weekday like Thursday because life happens to the best of us. Oh, there's something to be said about it. Life. What comes to your mind when you really think about it? Mmm. For me, it's a loaded question. How much time you got? I believe in detailed communication, and I want you to feel it. For the sake of time, as in the times we live in, because you cannot rush a vibe. This life segment will begin with a question my sister asked me the other day, and I completely ignored her. I didn't plan to ignore her, but she asked me, what was your experience like being activated with the Army during the Black Lives Matter protests in California? I mean, how are you feeling? My mind went crazy. In that moment, I wanted to cry. I wanted to tell her how I felt like a bomb and I was ready to blow at any moment, but I froze and the thoughts could not unfold on my tongue for me to speak. She didn't ask again and the next thing that came out of my mouth was a change in the topic. I pondered her question, one that many people have been asking me during this time, how are you? Commonly answered with, I'm good or I'm okay. Actually, I'm ticking. I am a black woman, rightfully a god, a field of untouched gold, a blossom, floral arrangement, tears of happiness, love making to create a human soul, a word. I'm conflicted. I work for God and I work for the United States Army. My ancestors didn't even get close to the rooms I'm sitting in at tables full of white men whose ancestors probably own mine. I'm pissed off. I feel like you better not look at me wrong. I feel like this was a setup. I'm a leader in an organization that doesn't understand me or my culture, and they called me while I was protesting for justice and equality and asked me to come and stand on the same side as the enemy. They asked me to carry a weapon 
and my live ammunition in case my culture got out of control. Listen, can we have a moment of appreciation for the fact that the culture has not burned the whole world down and started Wakanda? For the fact that the culture isn't walking up to lighter skinned people or those without melanin deciding they aren't worthy? And can we relax because my clock is ticking on this bomb of emotions that might explode if you think I'm playing this game of you do what I tell you to do because I'm your superior. Fact is, you are not. I have to remain calm during the storm. I can't go off. I cannot explode because people depend on me. If I explode, there's no telling who's going to take care of my soldiers. I had soldiers coming to me crying because they felt a fraction of my pain. Coming to me angry. Coming to me confused and wanting to rebel. I had soldiers asking me how was I keeping it together and asking me if I felt anything about the whole situation. And I peacefully kept my composure and exuded all strength and professionalism while I nurtured them back to peace. I did not carry the weapon. I did not wear my gear. I did not deploy to the streets or stay at the scene of the action where all of the soldiers were carrying weapons to potentially use against my culture. I politely declined the orders of white men who told me what I was going to do. I was fired from my role because I stood on my own two feet, chest and head up, and respectfully said, no, I will not do this. I said it over and over again, and I was fired because someone didn't like my audacity, because he could feel it. I didn't give the mission much energy. I was not conforming because I was a ticking bomb, and instead of responding with anger, I peacefully protested. People could feel it and sense that I was not there to hold my weapon because I was not. I made somebody mad. This is my life. This is what I had to sit through and remain professional because really, I am. During the mission, a white man told me that some black kids deserve to be shot at with fake bullets for standing on their porch when the police told them to go inside. My heart stopped. The bomb ran out of time and rage came from deep within my soul like it was never mine. Like I've been pregnant with it for 30 years. Sweat formed on my melanin and my eyes protruded and I almost ended him and my career. And I would have had I not walked away. I found the strength to practice some deep breathing to bring myself back to peace. I isolated myself and sat with my ancestors in a locked room away from the world in the chaos. Life. Stay strong, they said. My ancestors were proud. I will not respond with anger. I will not let anyone take me out of my character or force me to forget who I am. So, I left the lighter-skinned people to respond to this man because it would be less threatening to have a light-skinned person put you in your place versus my rage from centuries of oppression. And if I let you have it, you might win. I won't risk it. It's hard not to, but I am a black woman. It's heavy, but you'd be surprised at how much I can carry for the love of the people. I'm okay. No, really. I'm good. Let's switch the scene. 
I peacefully ended the mission and drove 1,440 miles to Dallas, Texas. The challenge immediately presented itself upon arrival. Dallas modified my energy. It's different here. Sadly, it's nothing like California, but shift happens. I must have left pieces of my optimism and ambitions on the beach because I pulled up and it was initially hard to do and see. Truth be told, I don't love it here. Not yet. Texas was the last state to end slavery. They got the word years later. It's still like that. There are no casinos. Marijuana isn't legal, not even for medicinal purposes. Sugar wax for a Brazilian isn't available yet. Gas stations don't sell liquor. Some nail salons don't have dip powder. It's random pieces of trash and so many potholes on the freeways. I can't choose my internet provider because every area is limited to their specific internet and some water companies. And I came across an entire school district that didn't offer resources or teachers for children with special needs as if discrimination isn't against the law. Can you imagine having a special needs child and, and moving to a new city? to only find out that there are no special education teachers or classes for your child. I feel like Texas is still a little bit segregated. Every, every day I learn a new thing about Texas that helps me to better understand why Texas was called the Independent Republic of Texas in the 1800s. This state is bloodshot red. Dallas seems like it's refusing to evolve for the sake of independence because centuries later, they still haven't accepted the fact that they are a part of the United States of America. It's interesting, but it's not impossible to live well and do well here like you see so many people and will see me doing. I just have to take it all in and create my zen. I like Texas. I might prefer other major cities like Austin or Houston over Dallas for living purposes, but I guarantee you I'm going to have a good time. God has a way of putting you where you need to be. I'm here doing the work that I love to do, and I got my vision back. The homes here are gorgeous. I might mess around and build a castle. There are a lot of hidden gems I plan to uncover. I get free health care. And I have more than a few people in my life who live here that are important to me. I look forward to connecting with the communities and meeting new souls. I haven't lived in the same city as my mother or even close in over 10 years until now. It's a beautiful thing, a luxury I didn't have in Southern California. Now, I have greater access to relationships I've been craving. Oh, love is in the air. Love. I've been getting so much of it. It's intense here. It's randomly sending her enough money for a week's worth of dinner before you first meet her. It's sending her thoughtful texts to ensure she experiences the inspiration to smile. It's supplying her favorite drinks and showing up when she needs you to. Love is stopping everything you're doing, no matter how important it is, to show up for a friend when they need you the most. 
Love is calling her after six days of no communication to understand her better and apologizing for taking so long to come around. Love is making her feel like she is right when you know she's wrong for the sake of not hurting her. Love is being understanding when she cancels a flight two hours before takeoff and you are really looking forward to seeing her. Love is patiently waiting for you to get your life together and not judging you for letting it fall apart. Love is waiting for you if you need it. It's on dating apps that go by the names of Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, BLK, Plenty of Fish, anything like that, or just go out and smile, make sure you're wearing your mask and, you know, just exude positive energy and and feel love as you're walking around. And I promise you, love will come to you. Okay, this is a true story. One day I was sitting in Tacoma, Washington, and I needed a ride to Seattle. I didn't want to pay for an Uber or any means of transportation, so I downloaded the dating app, BLK. And my bio read, Hey, I'm in town for a few weeks and I need a ride to a bookstore in Seattle. That's all I'm here for. I had so many men reach out to me just to give me a free ride with no strings attached. I know what you're thinking. Something about me being crazy or funny. Was I scared to get in the car with a random guy and let him take me to another city without ever establishing any type of friendship or relationship? Absolutely not. That's exactly what we do with Uber and Lyft, but we pay them. Listen, I'm no fool. I know some of the men probably swipe right without reading my bio, and some of them thought I was playing, and others knew I was serious, but would ultimately try something more if they got me along with them. We don't get to see the background checks that companies do, and they don't always matter when someone gets hurt or does something crazy, which we've all heard of. I just wanted a ride and good conversation for the journey. I like to believe I can tell when a person isn't safe or all the way there. I indulge in prior conversation and ask several key questions like I'm hiring a nanny or daycare for my children. I also know how to protect myself from most means of danger. So I had no problems or worries when I accepted the ride from a nice man. If you're not trained to fight or not sure if you can protect yourself, don't ever ride with strangers. If you have to, take a picture of a license plate and send a description of the car and the person and your plans to your closest friends for safety. You can never be too careful. Now, to put your mind at ease, this guy that gave me a ride to a Seattle bookstore, he was a soldier living on the Army base. Not only did he provide good conversation and a ride to Seattle, he was patient while I took all day in the bookstore. He took me to dinner at a, to a really nice restaurant and took me to the grocery store and helped me carry my groceries. He didn't try anything sexual and made sure that I was comfortable. That was love. Love is not all about men and women who date or who share space with each other in a romantic way. People need people. Sometimes the cure is simply good company. Love is also important to discuss when referencing friendships and family dynamics, which we will unfold over time. 
Love is giving yourself exactly what you need when you need it without second guessing or overthinking it. It's okay to be all about you. It's okay to be self-serving and not at the expense of others. Just all effort goes to you, the one and only. You are deserving. If you can, start there. Start with self-love. If you got carried away and you didn't take that path, it's fine. Start where you are. The best lessons start with knowing, understanding, and loving yourself. Lessons can seem daunting. Raise your hand if you look forward to life lessons. My hand is raised because I have a passion for learning. I don't know if I was in a room full of people, if I would see too many hands raised, because most lessons involve us having to face something we prefer to avoid. For women, we like to ignore our intuitions. The lessons typically come after the spirits get tired of our bullshit. Like, listen here, little girl, take these consequences for your actions or lack of action and sit with yourself until you get it. Many of us still won't get it though. Not the first time. We go back for more. Shout out to my mama. Self-love was something I had to learn at six years old. I came home crying because this little boy was facilitating a row session on me. For those of you who don't know what a row session is, pretty much bullying in terms of jokes. He was talking bad about me with his friends and making rude jokes while they all pointed and laughed at me. The jokes were about my eczema flare up on the back of my neck. In case you ever see the tattoo on the back of my neck, it'll make sense to you now. I came home and told my mother what happened to me at school that day and I was crying and she was pissed at me. She was kind the way she spoke to me. Her tone was caring, yet it implied, I better grow the confidence to love myself despite what others think or feel about me because if I didn't, I had a hard life ahead of me. My mother made me write an affirmation over and over again until it resonated. I was six, writing affirmations. As an adult, it brings me peace. Some of you probably wondered why I don't respond with anger or why I don't snap on people or show my rage. It's simply not who I am. My little brother thinks I'm weird and told me I don't act like I'm from Flint because of my demeanor and my lifestyle. I am unbothered. I pray he grows and learns that we are not always a direct representation or a product of the lesser parts of where we're from. And besides, he's Generation Z. We have completely different upbringings. As a matter of fact, my mother was a different version of herself when she raised me versus raising him. That's a lesson. We'll go deeper on in the future. I get carried away sometimes discussing parenting styles. You should be focused on loving yourself and allowing yourself to be loved. From this, you probably know I learned my lesson. I'm trusting my intuition these days. You should find peace in knowing that the lesson will only keep showing up if you don't allow it to teach you what it's coming to teach you. A long time ago, my mother told me that people come into our lives for a reason a season, or a lifetime. 
I believe that. And I believe that they show up with lessons. Every time I'm meeting a person for the first time and we begin our exchange, exchange of communication and energy, I wonder, what is this person here to teach me? And how long are they here for? For a long time, I was dating men who didn't deserve me. These men, they didn't deserve me because they just didn't do it for me. They didn't make me want more from them. But they served as a valuable lesson. I had to learn how to attract the men who did deserve me. I had to stop thinking about the undeserving and replace them with thoughts of godly men who could meet me where I'm at or be ahead of me so they could teach me something. I had to stop thinking about the undeserving and start and stop entertaining them and only speak what I wanted and what I knew I could have when I was ready. The hardest part? Whew. I had to stop going back to them just because I was lonely. I knew they didn't love me. I knew they didn't deserve to go deep with me or deserve to share space just because I was craving attention. And I had to do some real energy work to start attracting the men who aren't deserving. Let me tell you, they are out here. There are so many good men available out here. As a matter of fact, might be a few of y'all listening to the show. Hey, I appreciate you. I thought y'all were imaginary creatures for a while. If you haven't already, I encourage you to read or listen to a book by Esther and Jerry Hicks titled The Vortex. It's a great resource to learn more about why and how you've been attracting what you've been receiving. And if that's anything less than what you deserve, it's time to allow that lesson to manifest in your life. Watch this. When we allow lessons to manifest in our life after avoiding it at first, there's beauty in that. That's a level of growth that you should celebrate. Whether you are a man or a woman, self-care should be your priority. That's coming from the selfless. I had to learn how to, how to facilitate that magic. If you haven't figured it out yet, don't worry. You'll get there. All good things take time. Speaking of time, after I'm comfortable with this technology and how to actually resource these podcasts, and my consistency matches my confidence, we'll make these episodes last a little bit longer. I'll have guests come and share opposing opinions or similar opinions and allow the vibe to sit with you a little bit longer. For now, I want to thank you for your attention. I hope you enjoyed this moment. If nobody told you they love you today, don't forget that feeling. You are loved. You are wanted. You are my inspiration. With love, gratitude, and opulence, I thank you so much for your time, your ears, and your mind. Please send any topic suggestions via Instagram, email, and or reviews. Check the show notes for details. Share more love by recommending this podcast and or hitting subscribe. Peace and blessings. Until next time.